Welcome to John Wayne Lie to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me, your safety patrol captain of fifth grade elementary in Hirsch Elementary School, Spring, Texas. John Wayne, that's right. Here I am back in I'm in the neon palace of Sin, Las Vegas, Nevada, where I reside. That's right. I know I'm supposed to be somewhere else right now. That's okay. More on that later. Thank you for joining me for another episode this week, guys. I appreciate you all so, so much. Uh, thanks for everyone who's been listening for a while, those long timers, those first timers, uh, all of that I appreciate it, especially if I've just met you recently at a market or a convention and a show or something. Thanks for checking me out. Thanks for checking out the show. Hey, tell all your friends, share it around. Why not? Let's have a big party. I am here uh, back again. I'm sitting here at in, in the uh, Neon Palace of Sin, a.k.a. my office studio. I'm drinking a nice big black cup of coffee in my John Wayne is Dead mug. Hey, shameless plug. Go, oh, hey, check out uh, all of my, you can get a coffee mug of your own for with my art on it, plus all kinds of apparel from my apparel line at johnwayneisdead.com. Click on the apparel link. I also am smoking some wonderful, wonderful marijuana this morning. I have an excellent strain. Purple Sorbet is what it is called. Uh, of course, I, I got it from uh, my wonderful, amazing, can't say enough good things about neighborhood dispensary, Oasis. Uh... They don't, they don't sponsor me. Hey, they should. I'm happy to shout them out for free. I really love that place. If you are in Las Vegas, if you're coming to Las Vegas and you're like, ooh, you know what, Marjorie? They sell legal weed there. While we're there, we'll take in a show and we'll get some legal weed. Hey, don't go to the Strip. Those prices, those places are going to gouge you. Come on out to the downtown area. Go to Oasis. It is awesome. Everyone there is amazing. Uh, all the people from the from the security that checks you in when you come in to the bud tenders to, to everyone. It's just it's so so such a nice vibe in there. And I know it's like it's a weed store and you're like, oh, it's a nice vibe, man. No, I don't mean it like that. Yes, whatever. But everybody's cool. And it's really it doesn't matter. It's the people that make a, a business successful, I think, and welcoming. And I, I have to say everyone there truly does a great job. I, I And this is not sponsored or brand, like, I'm not being paid to say this. I just like it that much. I go there, people are very nice, and we have conversations and talk. They're extremely helpful. Check it out. But I am, uh, I'm smoking this purple sorbet. And also, I got, uh, when I went in there, this is awesome. I um, I, if you, uh, I think I talked about this before. I bought, I, I had bought a travel dab rig from Oasis uh, a few months ago. One, one day when I was in there on my, like, a little bit of an impulse, but I was like, Hey, you know what? I can get dab, uh, wax now anytime I want. Um, since I can just walk in here and get it, why don't I get like a little rig so that I can do dab sometimes? So, uh, I, I got this travel one. It was awesome. And then I broke it, uh, a few, you know, but, but I got some good use out of it. It, it made the rounds. It definitely lasted a good, um, several months, you know, being like, traveled around with, put in my bag, taken in and out. Uh, I did end up breaking it, but oh, well, as these things go, uh, when I was in there, um, this past week, I was like, yeah, let me get a nectar collector, you know, and if you don't know what a nectar collector is, it's like a long piece of glass, uh, like a tube kind of thing, like a, a long pipe that just uh, you heat with a, the torch at the one end, and that's what you touch to the, the wax and, and suck it up, just like little little baby hits, like, 
And uh, so I was like, yeah, let me get one of those. So my man uh, over there that uh, always helps me out, uh, I got one. I, you know, I have to be a little bit extra. So I got one that's shaped like a, it looks like a giant syringe, but like one that would be in um, like reanimator. It's filled with like uh, the, the glass inside is blown uh, with this uh, very cool neon green yellow like uh, bubbling inside. So it looks like it's got this weird stuff in there. It just, it reminds me so much of Reanimator when I saw it and I was like, I got to get this. So um, I did some dabs of the same purple sorbet, but in the wax form. Um, and now I'm smoking the flower form, if, if you will. And it's quite delicious. Uh, it really is. This tastes like really good and it's good weed. And I'm smoking it from a, a nice little bubbler piece here that I got from my buddy, Charles, uh, aka Evil Fiend out there holding it down my man shouts out to you dude i uh, hope you're doing well thanks for the pipe again it is uh, a beaut so welcome to the show guys thank you uh before we get any further major shouts out to all of my patreon supporters all my patreon subscribers thank you guys so so much for uh your support and for following along and, and keeping me alive out there for real it is uh it is uh, something I cannot express enough gratitude for, uh, although I will try and constantly uh, try to express my gratitude again through the hard work out there as you are donating to me, uh, keeping me alive. If you are like, what the hell are you talking about, John Wayne? Go check out my Patreon page, patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead, or just go to John Wayne is dead.com. You're already there looking at the apparel, right? You, you want to get one of these mugs? Just you can hit the Patreon link there. It takes you to the page. You can join any tier uh, and, and uh, get wonderful goodies every month. Plus, no matter what tier you join, everyone gets access to the Awesome Dude for Life Boner bonus podcast, in which I speak with amazing artists from around the country and the world, even, uh, of all different kinds of disciplines. And um, it's an amazing show. I have such a great time doing it because I get to have awesome conversations with um, other creatives, uh, people that do things, you know, they're differently. And, and this is not just writer talk, uh, guys. I, I can't emphasize that enough. This is not just me having other authors on or anything like that. Yes, we do have authors on who are awesome, but we have so many more guests um, of different kinds of artistic disciplines. And uh, I always learn something and I have a great time. And I would love for you to check out the show. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. Join one of the tiers and you can listen to all the uh, back episodes that are available. There's over 100 episodes and plus there's all kinds of cool videos and, and things I put on the wall that you also get access to that are, uh, you know, me performing while I'm on the road at these different cons, different gigs, uh, doing readings, doing all kinds of stuff, doing rehearsals. It's, it's just a little glimpse more into what's going on. <laughs> Um, plus, I drop exclusive content on there and exclusive uh, previews of things that don't get uh, mentioned in the main social media feeds for, for uh, a while afterwards. So check it out. Thank you. Every little bit helps. Trust me, guys. It's, it's, a, it's a wild world out there. And, um, you know, I just am very humbled and appreciate very much the support I get through my Patreon. So thank you guys with all my heart. I love you. Oh, so, so much. So uh, that moving forward. Um, so. I mentioned uh, the cards. Uh, what's in the cards? I didn't mention the cards earlier. I thought about mentioning the cards. Uh, just to update, I, it, those who are following along on my custom tarot deck that has been a year and a half, almost two years in the making, um, like as I mentioned last week on the episode, I have them. I have them in my hot little hand right 
here. No, I have not started doing uh, daily uh, back to the daily card of the day readings with them yet. Uh, that will start very soon. I wanted to uh, make sure. And again, if you are on my Patreon, you got a little sneak peek. I put a video up uh, a little teaser video showing the cards off. So you get that plus, you know, you take, take a look at it. But um, I didn't want to start doing anything yet. I want I just with the way like uh, how I had a problem getting the sample deck here and there was issues with that. And, and uh, as far as receiving and the shipping, uh, because these are coming from Australia, you know, it's it's a little bit of a uh, rigmarole in the shipping department. I wanted to make sure everything was lined up. So I got um all, it looks like everything is 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 good to go on their end and my end. I've got the box art. Uh, I had to get that put together and sent in. I had my good friend Scott Cole help me with the layout. He is an amazing uh, author and artist. Uh, he helped with the deadline, uh, my book deadline. He helped lay out. I did all the art for the cover, but he did the layout. There's a lot involved in it. Comes in like layout of things, especially when you, you know when you're on the professional le- pr- printing level. It, it's it's not just like. Um, as simple as like, I ah, will take this to Kinko's and we'll uh, print it out. You, you know, there's like these, you know, many, I'm sure some of you know, worked with, you know, covers or other art. There's bleed lines and there's templates and, 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 and all these measurements and this and that stuff so that, you know, nothing gets warped or fucked or cut off. And uh, that, of all the things that I, I seem to be able to to grasp and, and, and work like uh, within like kind of the arts and, and that that area for some reason like layout of stuff like that always it just eludes me I, there's some like step i'm missing some cell in my brain that's it's permanently fried that can't make the connection but thank goodness for people like scott who helped me out check out scott cole's work by the way shouts out to you my brother i love you out there in philadelphia so he helped lay out uh the the box art that got sent in there was a again like the shipping with this stuff guys i'm telling you um, you know, it was like a, a back and forth that happened earlier this week where they're like, oh, we, we have to, you know, forgot to charge you for this shipping, but it's this much now. And like, uh, it didn't, ch- and like, it was all just, it was a mess again. Like I said, like a little bit of a rigmarole, small business. I'm help. I want to help support this business. I like their work. They are overseas. You were probably like John Wayne. Why couldn't you find a fucking local print shop like that you could work with? I don't know. I wanted to work with these guys. Okay. So that's who I'm working with, but, um, got that all squared away. So like I said, uh, I, I will very soon start doing, uh, my daily card of the day readings again, uh, the videos with, with the, the John Wayne is dead Skeleton deck. And I will start, uh, putting the pre-orders up very soon, but I'll announce that uh, once I get the date for when the pre-orders are going to be up, and it will be there, and it will be awesome. So thanks for everyone who's been following along with the adventure of that, of the of the getting the tarot deck done. Um, I, you know, I, I get a lot of uh, questions about it. Almost every time I'm out, people come to the table and ask, when is it coming out? When is it going to be here? But it's going to be here so soon. Oh, God, so soon. And it is going to be amazing. I'm super stoked about it. So keep an eye out for that, guys. Um, I mentioned uh, Deadline earlier uh, when I was speaking about Scott. Uh, I This was very fun. If you haven't checked this out yet, which it just, you may may not have, it just came out. I just did this actually at, at the time of this record. Uh, I think I probably did it like 12 hours ago. Uh, a new book trailer for my novel Deadline. Um, if uh, if you remember or, or don't, go check it out. Go to my YouTube or it's on all my social medias, the 
um, the videos are, the, the book trailers, but I did one when it first debuted in, Oct- in October uh, that the lovely Scarlet helped me film, and uh, it was a lot of fun. I did all the music and stuff for that. It was it was more of like a bloody, crazy, you know, um, piece that I, I really had fun doing. And then la- yesterday, the one that's up now, please go check out the, the new Deadline trailer. Um, I had a lot of fun doing that. I did it here in my, my office uh, just me and it's, you know, it's like 40 seconds long, uh, but it's creepy and it's gooky. Uh, and I just, I enjoy doing stuff like that. That's again, like I, as a theater kid, I love doing characters and acting stuff and skits and, and things like that. So it's f- always a treat for me when I get to flex that muscle. Um, and, um, I'm hoping to be able to flex it a lot more soon, you know, do more videos, do more things like that. Um, as, as I have time to do them, because like I said, I get a lot, I get a lot of joy out of it. I hope that the, that you out there watching it, uh, also, uh, you know, dig, dig it and, and check out the book as well. Um, please, it is on johnwhatisdead.com. You can get it, uh, there in the shop page and I'll sign it and I'll send you some extra goodies because I love you so much. But anyway that you get it, I appreciate. So check out that new, uh, the new deadline, um, book trailer that is out now hey and share it around it's on all my social medias at john wayne is dead on instagram twitter tiktok uh or just john wayne communale on my facebook uh share it around please uh you know let it be known let's get it out there and and i appreciate uh your help so much so 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 much so um now, let me get a little sip of this coffee here and this, oh, this wonderful John Wayne is Dead mug. Wow. Mmm. Mmm. Something about that mug just makes it all so smooth. Love it. Um, so, I know uh, I was supposed to be, last week I talked about it, I was supposed to be uh, in Florida this weekend. At the very moment of this record, I should be on the floor at Spookala, slanging books, doing the thing. Um, but, you know, here's here's what, hap- here's what happened. I, had, I did have to cancel um, my appearance, and it was because of some safety factors if this makes sense i uh, you guys know i drive everywhere um so uh i was going to make the trek like um from here from las vegas all the way to uh ocala florida or ocala however you say it um now usually my trips i'm not they're not just these one-off cross-country things where it's like you know i'm going all the way to the east coast for one show i'm usually over there for like I situate my schedule, so I'm over on the, that side of the country or the middle of the country, or whatever, for a, a few weeks to hit different places and then come home or work my way back home, hitting places like maybe you know I would do Florida, but then hit you know uh, Georgia on the way back and you know Illinois and then come back, you know something like that. But this this was like part. I guess the planning partially was on my that's my fault. Um, When when it came open for this to to sign up for, I was like, yeah, I want to get on that. And we jumped on it because it was, you know, going to go fast. And and I got a table thinking maybe I could connect the dots before then um, as far as making like more put another show over on this side. Uh, But, you know, hey, uh, it, it didn't happen. But when everything the dust settled with my schedule for the year and I was like, okay, that's my last show. I was totally cool. I was like, well, it's going to be a long drive, but whatever. It's going to, I'm going to go out, you know, my last show with the bang, have a great time. Uh, not a problem. Um, so I've been doing all of this traveling, a lot, you know, uh, all year, you know, but 
you know, you guys have been listening uh, along. Thank you so much. Know that, you know, the last six, seven weeks, uh, even maybe even longer, I've been pretty constant where I just have been gone. I was gone for 24 days. I came home for two days, left again, came home for f- four days, left again. And I was supposed to just be home for two days again and then leave to start driving to Florida, which you know what? I had no problem. I had no problem with the drive. Uh, I, I I got like I said, I got some good rest. I was a bit under the weather last week, but but I rested up. You know, I felt good. I've been you know doing my thing. Everything's fine. But there were reports, and and not just reports, but there was there was like crazy inclement weather that was coming through uh that part of the country right coming down through texas and and louisiana which and and then across the the panhandle of of florida and stuff what it said so this is like through the exact route that i was going to be driving so i've driven through snow before i i hate it uh i drove last year this year i've driven through the you know coming out of nevada there's only a few certain ways you can get out you know you're you're gonna go through mountains anyway coming out of the out of the state but if just for those of you unfamiliar you know there's certain if you're going a certain to certain parts of the country you're going to go out either through utah and colorado or you can go down and kind of miss that go through arizona and and colorado or go through new mexico but just depends on where you're going but like those mountains, they're beautiful. Like the first drive we did, oh, this is so nice. Dude, but it can be a nightmare. It takes a long-ass time to drive through the mountains sometimes, especially when the weather is bad. And, like, if it's icy and snow, like, you could literally just be fucked. Like, I, I have a small car that, you know, I have all my shit in, and <clears throat> I've already had a few scares where I, I've slid on the road just driving. No, like, I wasn't even making any maneuvers or anything, just you hit a place and you just start to kind of like fishtail out and it and it, those times are extremely terrifying um because it's usually at night or you know I'm uh, you're in the middle of nowhere and like what the fuck do I do so I've already I've been through all this I've done these things I've I've lived to tell the tale I've come out the other side but looking at this weather reading the I was reading these articles about the storm looking at the damage it was already doing looking at it like blowing over 18 wheelers which I've already seen an 18 wheeler flip over in front of me uh, this year, another one of our harrowing tales uh, uh, on the road. And I was like, ah, that's that's terrifying. Uh, but it was blowing over 18 wheelers. The wind whips through like these long open uh, places uh, during the drive. Sometimes that just it, it, you're just holding on for dear life. And if it's blown over an 18 wheeler that's, you know, got a load full. It's heavy. I know it's like a weird angle, like it's tall. So it catches the wind. But that's a lot of weight to blow over. So. That going on, there were uh, different uh, roads. They were already closing highways, like, earlier in the week. Like, you know, I was going to try to leave. I was going to have to leave by Wednesday morning at the latest. And they were already had some highways closed. They were saying, like, you know, uh, life-threatening conditions with these storms. If uh, Shouts out to all my, my friends in, in Louisiana. I uh, hope you're all safe from those like many many tornadoes that touched down, and all of this was happening where you know while I would be driving over those few days to get to Florida. So I made the call. I was just like, you know what? I'm I'm not gonna take that chance. I'm not gonna take that risk. It's it's not worth it. Like I could very well just end up being stuck somewhere, um, or I had a very good chance of just 
driving and maybe getting half or not even halfway there or most of the way there and then just be stuck because I can't get through or my my car is fucked or it's it's you know the the roads are untravelable whatever all of those things now maybe it would have been fine too maybe it was you know just a lot of uh be prepared or you know but the the storms in Louisiana were bad. I mean, that was bad. I know Texas got a lot of cold weather that they don't have the infrastructure to handle a lot of times. So it was just the right call to make. It wasn't because like, believe me, I, I guys, I was not super looking forward to a 42 hour drive or whatever it is, but I was looking forward to the show. I was looking forward to seeing uh, some people I haven't you know gotten to see in a few months and 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 it, I really was ready to end it with a bang and have a a great time at, at Spookala but uh, unfortunately it just you know it was better safe than sorry as cliche as that that sounds for for this one for me so uh, that is why I have you know I'm home so my my travel is done for the year I might I don't oh, there's no no there's no other markets ready to pick up okay but. Uh, I, uh, I'll be, you know, not be back on the road in January coming up. You can, you know, check my schedule. There's, um, some dates are already up there. I'll have all, uh, more dates listed very, very soon as they start to come out. Uh, but I'll be back out in January right now. You know, I'll be, be home for a few weeks here. Not, you know, taking it easy, not taking it easy, just working hard, getting, uh, you know, back in fight and shape, getting ready to, to, to take on the new year. Uh, but I am sorry I could not make it to Spookala. I really, really wanted to. Um, and I apologize if anyone out there was like, oh, man, I was hoping to see you. I'm so sorry. Um, and and please know it was it was just uh, just one of those things. It was for the best. So, oh, well, uh, I am there. So, <clears throat> um, let's see. With uh, we, what, what next? Oh, what's, oh, hello. The Corey Hotline. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. The Corey Hotline, everybody. Hey, what is the Corey Hotline, you ask? Well, that is a number you can call on any time of day or night, uh, whenever, wherever, however. But you do have to do it through the number. The number is 832-930-1347. That's 832-930-1347. You can call the Corey Hotline and leave a message for me and the show, and uh, I will play it uh, here on the episode, and we'll talk about it. You can ask me questions, we comments, uh, anything. You know, we have the, the the ongoing beef with Gator and the Gator haters happening. Uh, haven't heard from them in a little bit, but I feel like something's bubbling over that we're going to hear all about very soon. Um, We've had lots of great things, questions, comments, just statements. You can also, if you're not, you know, maybe you're like, I don't want to hear my voice, um, or you're nervous to, to speak, uh, even into a recording, you can text the number, and I will read your text on the air uh, here and, and answer your questions and comments that way. The number, 832-930-1347. That's 832-930-1347. Now, this is the point when I would say, let's Listen to our message that we have for this week, except there is no message this week. So, we're a little lonely. Chef Lonely Hearts, soup for one over here on the Corey Hotline uh, this week. But I know next week I'll have um, many calls because you're going to call in and ask questions and, and say what's happening. So, uh, <clears throat> take the number down now, 832-930-1347. That's 832-930-1347. So, now, I mentioned... 
my Patreon earlier, the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast. Uh, you listeners will know that I'd like to give you a little uh, taste of what's going on over there on Patreon this week. So uh, I, of course, will be doing that right now uh, as well. This week, uh, what a great episode I have for you guys. I got to talk to a very new friend of mine that I met uh, just recently and what a f- wonderful time uh, we had and in a great conversation. Um, I, I got to talk to a musician, drag queen, awesome, definitely fabulously awesome person, Mr. He, uh, this week. And we had an awesome talk, and it will not be the last time. She will definitely be back on the show uh, soon. We talk about her music, uh, performances, her podcast, all of this wonderful stuff. So please check out a little bit of my conversation that will be on Patreon this week with Mr. He. Here we go. Tell us, who is Mr. He? Let's start there. How about that? So I like to call Mr. He the ghost underneath your bed sheets. She's sort of this really sad, blue, melancholy figure who's constantly searching for closure. But everything I do just isn't enough. And so I'm stuck on this like mortal world until I can finally flip the switch. And and we hope you never flip the switch because we don't want you to. <laughs> but... But um, and so that's another thing. So, you, you know, your 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 look, your makeup, uh, which is gorgeous, by the way, it's got oh, it's got this blue quality to it. So it's spectral. Thank you. Something like that. Is that that? What mm-hmm. you were I'm always blue, always blue, always, always, always blue. I love it. Um, So we you know, as I said, we met at, at, at these two horror events, horror related events. Mm-hmm. So I've looked, you know, looked at at through your 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 pictures, your photographs, and seen some of some of your looks. They're all a lot of them are very horror related, like we were talking about. So mm-hmm. You have a love for horror, am, am I right? In oh yeah, that? love love horror. It's sort of the foundation of everything I create. Where did your love for horror come from? Would you say? I grew up in a pretty religious environment, so obviously you want to talk horror stories, read the Bible, but I just, I love like the estrange. I love the monster figure. I always found the monsters sort of relatable and that just developed into bigger and bigger things, especially as I started to get older and find myself. I loved eccentric I loved camp. I love over the top and there's nothing more exaggerated than a horror film. And so I just sort of fell in love with the drag like quality of the excess of it all. Yeah. So you're, you're, you mix that in, into your look, into your drag. It's got that, all of that horror stuff kind of coming through in different ways. Um, it seems, uh, right. Like, yeah, I would, I would say that I definitely, love to take inspiration from sort of classic iconic or even like really niche subgenre horror films that maybe no one's ever seen but i i don't know i just think that horror is the best way to tell stories and metaphors and so if i can work those metaphors into my performance i'm i'm gonna try Absolutely. Um, I I also was, uh, you know, people listen to this show. They know I was like, my mom listens to this show. Love you, mom. Um, you know, I was very religious growing up, you know, in that environment. 
And I, when I tried to watch horror stuff, it scared the shit out of me because I was like, like what I like to call a GP or a giant pussy, where I was just like, oh shit. Um, mm-hmm. And Nightmare on Elm Street, when I was in second grade, just like scared the shit out of me. But I love, mm-hmm. I mean, I embrace this stuff like so, so hard now. Did anything like that's actually put like fear into you as a, as a kid in that kind of environment? And that oh, 100%. Or is it like, I mean, almost like, ooh, it's naughty. Like, I won't, but I want, you know, I'm scared, but I still want that. You know what I mean? 100. Yeah. So the most visceral moment I can remember was I put on Child's Play 3 once as a kid in like middle school, thinking like, oh, Child's Play, I'm a child. And Uh I just remember the barbershop scene where, um, what's the kid's name? Andy? No, Andy's Toy Story. Yeah, uh, what is oh, the kid's name? Into- it's um, his real name is uh, uh. Anyway, the kid goes to military school, and then there's a scene in the barber shop where Chucky takes out the barber shears and like kills someone, and that scarred me as a kid. I was so triggered to like go get my hair cut, go do all of that stuff, and then as I got older, my dad thought it would be really funny to tell me like I turned thirteen. And he goes, okay, Parker, you're 13 years old now. Like, it's time for you to sort of watch a horror film. But I want you to know, like, this is a real movie. Like, this is found footage. And he showed me the Blair Witch Project. Oh, shit. And I... The guise of, like, you thinking it was real. Literally set the story, set the trap. I could not sleep all night. I fell asleep in homeroom the next day. And my teacher had to pull me aside and be like, what's going on? Are you feeling okay? And I looked at her dead in the eye and said, I watched someone die last night. <laughs> Drama. She's about to call my parents. She had to, I, I was like, I watched the Blair Witch Project. And she's like, she had to show me what IMDB was and explain to me that they were actors. Oh, I have gosh. never been so mad. That is like hilarious. waiting for my dad in the pickup lot. Like, ooh, the second he picks me up, he's not going to hear the end of this. And he just thought it was so funny. I would have thought it was very funny too. Um, <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, it would have been funnier even if this teacher was like, "If you don't stop sleeping in class, the Blair Witch is going to come get you." And they're like, ah! "Right, one hundred percent." If she it, just leaned in, yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, man, yeah, that was creepy. Even kind of knowing that that was uh, not real at the time like still like it's still made it was still fucking creepy man like uh 100% it's a scary movie and if you think it's real it's a really scary movie <laughs> we we went there we stopped uh the, the at the town recently um scarlet and i did in our travels oh, cool um, uh god i always forget like people are already screaming at their podcast machines at whatever we just fucked up a second ago uh the kid's name oh there we go burkittsville uh that's the town so we are driving through maryland and uh we stopped there and it's just that's the town that you know they do the whole fucking blair witch in it's like right there you can go mm. super small and there's like a cemetery that like as you come over the hill going into it and uh i don't know it's it's very creepy and even though you're like yeah that was all fake but there's still like a feeling to the town as you're driving through like you know and eerie mean? quality yeah um, so it but that's yeah but that stuff's awesome um but uh yeah well we got well we got off on a child's play chucky thing and then uh whatever but um 
you also do tell me okay so tell me more about your 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 drag performance before before we go into like the other stuff because i want to talk about the podcast and 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 the music uh for sure but but talk a little bit more about that i feel like i've been dragging (laughs) haha pulling you all over the place (laughs) throughout this but but tell me more about mr he the performances uh the evolution of that you know yeah so mr he the full brand is a mr he slasher because I am a Mr. He slash her, sort mm-hmm. of a joke on gender, joke on horror, playing around with everything. Okay. Uh, I have, al- like I said earlier, I, I've always gravitated to the monster. And a lot of the, when you think of drag, you think of high energy, high kicks, dance split, mm-hmm. you know, pep up the crowd. I'm very, the opposite of that. I'm very melancholy. If you come to one of my shows, it's usually me with a piano and I'm just hysterically crying while telling you a story. Um, There's a horror element to it. There's horror inspo, not necessarily blood and guts and violence, but definitely sort of stories of horror. Um, And I just, I don't know. I think that the human race as sort of lost empathy. And my goal as a drag performer is to sort of teach empathy. And if I can get you to humanize a blue creature on stage, maybe you can go out into your day to day and humanize situations that are sort of foreign to you. And I think that's sort of the best part about horror is you project emotions onto creatures and root for them or feel bad for them. And I think people need to do that with humans. So I I just thought if I'm a drag queen, people won't latch on to me like that. But if I'm more of a monster or a creature, people will latch on to the sort of facade of it all. Because no one cares about like the little gay boy crying at a piano, but people really care about the sad blue ghost crying at the piano. Yeah, and maybe people care about the little gay boy crying as well. Just uh, a few. There's a few <laughs> in the back. Can we hear it from mm-hmm. the in the back? Um, no, that's that's awesome. That very well well put. Um, I, you know, you said. Now, are you were not worried? But I'm upset that this new Avatar movie is coming out, trying to take the blueness away. coming for my gig. Absolutely. Like, um, I went to the drive through drive through drive in last night uh, with the lovely Scarlet and not to see Avatar I would never. Um, but we were watching the some other movie, Silent Night, Deadly, one of those nights. Um, mm-hmm. And I kept looking over and seeing just those blue faces on the other screen across the parking lot made me so mad. Um, not into it, but I am into you and what you're doing. So uh, um Tell me about your podcast, Calendar Ghouls. Ghouls. So I just started my podcast after, I don't know, I really couldn't get into podcasting. I didn't really understand it. And then all of a sudden, I couldn't stop. I was listening to every single person's podcast. I be, I just suddenly understood it. Right. And I think that that was, I just moved out here to California. And once I was driving more, I was like, oh, this is what podcasts are for. When you're driving around, you have someone to listen to, someone to talk to. And my friends went, you need to make a podcast because 
when I released my music, I would make these things called mystery mixtapes where I would leak all my music through the mail and I would send anonymous CDs and my song was hidden somewhere in this exposure, like journey podcast, whatever. And people were like, you've literally been making podcasts. You're just not uploading them. Wait, hold, like, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, stop, stop, stop. So on the, okay, you were mailing CDs to people that had like a a podcast on it with your song within that, or like it was like a <laughs> mixtape of like songs that one of them was like your song. What, what was this exactly? It changed every CD. So like, yes to all of the above. That's fucking awesome. Um, so... I don't know. Like, I want to say <laughs> bizarre, but in a good way. Like, if I got one of those, I'd be like, what the fuck is this? I don't even have a CD player. But I, I just find one so that I can listen to it. It also reminds me of, like, the tape trading days. Like, that kind mm. of thing. People would send stuff back and forth. But it's like you were, like, a, I don't know. Just, like, a, that's such an interesting approach. Like, very cool. I just hate I, releasing I my music on Spotify. Like, yes. obviously, I do put my music on Spotify and everything, but there's no excitement or reward. You're like, okay, now streaming. Go yeah. stream it. Did you stream it? Are you streaming it? Like, that's yeah. so boring. So I had to figure out how to sort of physicalize a music release so it felt really joyous and exciting to distribute and for people to get and experience. So I made these things called mystery, Mr. He's mystery mixtapes, and you never knew what you were going to get. And everything would be extremely curated to the song. So I released a song called Halloween Crowd, and it was called Mr. He's Monster Mash. And it was the perfect mixtape for you to play at your Halloween party. So I had put all these iconic Halloween songs like mashed up into it, but my song was somewhere in the whole mash. So you sort of uh, had to play the whole CD and like wait for my new song to be revealed. But at the same time, I called all my friends and made like fake radio bits to like throw into it. So yeah. like my dad would be like, hey, it's Dexter and you're listening to Mr. He's Monster Mash, like out of nowhere. So it's just always really fun and chaotic. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Um, Was this like a list people could sign up on? Or were you just like literally opening like a a phone book or something? How? how (laughs) So so I will post on Instagram usually and just be like, okay, I'm making a hundred go. Oh, and And it's like first come first serve. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's awesome. And so now you've like kind of like pivoted that into the podcast are you still doing that as well yeah so um i do have a song coming out soon so i will revamp a mystery mixtape do a mystery mailer for that one but i had been making these mixtapes and people said they're so enjoyable i love i keep all i think i have five of them five of them at this point people were like i keep all of them in my car they're so fun like you need to start a podcast. And I was like, mm, okay, whatever. I don't know. I don't know if I have the time for that. And then it hit me. I was like, you know, what would make such a good podcast? And I was like, oh my God, this is going to be my podcast. This is the podcast I need to make. So that's how I sort of came to Mr. He's Calendar Ghouls, which is a podcast hung up on holiday horror 
because my favorite thing in the world is holiday-based horror. It's such a niche subgenre in the world of horror. Obviously, most people know Halloween. They know Black Christmas. They know My Bloody Valentine. But there are so many other films in that world that go unnoticed from obviously in Christmas probably has the biggest plethora, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Silent Night, Bloody Night, Violent Night, you know, every kind of night. Um, But every there's like Easter Bunny bloodbath, there's Leprechaun, there's Memorial Day, there's a film for every holiday. So my podcast will be going through the calendar year showing like holiday based films to watch at that time because jaws is a fourth of july film but do you watch it during fourth of july i don't know but now you will (laughs) oh so you have like a a guest on with you like you like you've watched the movie and then are talking about it that's awesome um hell yeah yeah there's got to be like so there's so many Um, there's so many so start looking you're gonna have to pick one All right, there we go. Thank you very much. That was some of me and Mr. He. For the whole conversation, shoot on over to patreon.com slash johnwayneisdead or go to johnwayneisdead.com to the Patreon link. Sign up for any tier. You can hear the whole conversation. But while you're doing that, please check out everything Mr. He has. Uh, Go to her YouTube page. Check out her music. Check out the performances she has coming up. and, uh, And you won't be sorry. So... Speaking of Mr. He, I met Mr. He initially at uh, an event I was at um, a, cu- a few weeks back that I actually talked about last week, um, the Midsummer Scream, Summer Screaming, and again had the pleasure to meet them uh, the week directly after at uh, the Krampus Tavern put on by the Witch's Brew out in L.A. at the Globe Theater, and uh, that is uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. So, as I was saying, um, last week, wow, I had the pleasure of uh, being a vending, being a vending, being a vendor at um, an, an event put on by the Witch's Brew out of LA, and it was called the Krampus Tavern Spook Easy. Ooh, that's a little play on words there. I like that. Um, so, and this was at the Globe Theater in downtown Los Angeles, the historic Globe Theater. Now, of course, I've heard of the Globe Theater, had never been there before. I was very excited to go there. Um, looking at the layout and stuff, I was like, well, this is like a theater. This is where like bands perform and stuff like that. And, and you know, I was very excited to go uh, to this place. So we loaded up uh, the old car. We got, I love these LA gigs because we can just get up uh, ass early on the day of the show and just drive four hours in, load in, and, and go. Um, which is pretty much what we did here. We um, we drove in this one. I'm trying to think, it was yeah. It was it started at one on uh, on Saturday. It was started at one o'clock both days, and so we drove in and load in was like a ten or something. And you know we we get there, uh, no problems, great drive. Scarlett and I and Boney, and we pull up in front. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. This is like how you had to like gorilla load all of this was like really uh, rem- reminiscent and reminding me of of gi- of playing gigs right music gigs you know there were some places like in downtown houston off of main street and i know like shouts out to you chris jet he would hate when we had to do this like gorilla load where we just stop and 
there in Houston, where we had to stop, you would actually be blocking traffic. No one could get around you because of the way that like the light rail was in the middle and the lane was. So you would just like have to stop, throw your hazards on and get out and just start throwing shit on the sidewalk while people were getting mad at you behind you and shit. But that's just how you had to load in these these small places now uh, or that that place. The globe isn't small. It's 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 quite substantial and it's uh, three floors and it's it's awesome. But we had to like, you know, pull onto the side, you know, and put on the hazards and everyone's doing it. So it was a lot of that already. I was like, cool. Um, I started go, I, I go inside with the first, you know, load of things and I'm looking to check in and the smell that hits me as I walk in was just amazing. I mean, it, for me, it was like, I was like, Oh baby, daddy is home because it was like, it, it never, and I'm going to say this and you're going to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? It It was like, old cigarette like old cigarettes like like a, this building like you can't smoke in there anymore and you probably haven't been able to smoke in there for over 10 years but you're never getting rid of that smell it's baked in and then just like the that mixed with the uh, aromatic uh notes of old beer that's been spilled and dried and and forgotten and and maybe not cleaned for two days later when you find it and and that smell you just can't get rid of it and I loved it I, it was just like coming in to load in for a gig to to a hundred thousand places you know it's just uh it was awesome so I was like oh fuck yeah I was feeling good immediately so like I said this is like a three-story thing you walk in and the main floor is like a you know it's got the stage ahead and it's kind of like a semicircle type of thing and you have the main floor you have the mezzanine above um you know we go upstairs and then downstairs there's a another bar area and and you know performance space uh called the basement i guess they call it or something like that and uh so they're using all all three floors for the vendors and they're having performances that are scheduled for the stage uh there and um and all this now because this is an old building like i said the historic globe theater um like many places in in uh los angeles uh from what i understand especially these older buildings there are no like uh elevators, ramps, nothing, nothing like that. It's all stairs, baby. I guess that, I don't know how these, how things work, but I guess like you're, you know, when things are historic buildings, you, you don't, you can't modify or ADA just that goes out the window. I'm not sure. But, um, again, that was another thing that was just like, yep, this is just like playing a gig, man. You know, take the stairs. Like I've lugged shit up and down flights of stairs so many times that it was just like, wow. What it was, it was very like, I don't know, like deja vu, or I, I was just in my element, I think. Um, so, like I said, we're downstairs. I, I took some trips downstairs. You know, no, no problem. Just two little flights, and I was good. And we're set up there in the basement, uh, getting set up. And um, we actually changed there and everything because we, you know, we we're going to go to our hotel afterwards and uh, did make up all this stuff. And and uh, having I was from the from the beginning, like I got to meet like some people walking around, like I said, like uh, one of the, the band that was playing uh, Petals and Poison shouts out to you guys. They were they were bopping around before the doors even opened and bought books from me before the thing even started. So like I said, I was feeling pretty good. Um, but uh, the the thing, like, I guess, you know, we got, it got going. And like I said, it started at one, it went to like eight. And there's performances upstairs happening. The band played, there's burlesque, there's all this great stuff. Um, we can't see any of it because we're in the basement. But, you know, I don't give a shit. I, I actually kind of think that's a little 
that's good or, or better sometimes when performances are going on because then you you can't really talk or you know a lot of times it's too loud if you're in the room with the band all that kind of stuff so I was I was feeling good I went up and watched some songs I and then like this was awesome I really wanted to smoke a bowl but um I went to the green room because I'd already gone in there with the band before and I was like hey does anybody mind if I smoke a bowl in here and they're like I don't care so I just like posted up and smoked a bowl in the green room like dude you gotta just do it like you're supposed to you act like you know you want the shit and they give you shit for free just like swing lane swingers but no um yeah it was it was awesome like again that was like this is exactly the shit that I would be doing if I was playing a gig here and in a sense I I am but uh, not, you know, but, uh, it was so great. Like, uh, and I had, I had a good night and I know like, so I guess like they were having some, some issues with traffic, getting traffic to come downstairs. Um, people didn't realize there was stuff downstairs or maybe like there was so many things going on. Uh, like I said, in the performances and stuff, uh, even though they were announcing it, maybe it was getting lost in the shuffle or, or whatever. I don't know, but people were coming down. There were a few good pops of, of people that came downstairs that first night. And, uh, I, I I had a you know I had a great night. Uh, already met some awesome people like right there. Our our neighbors were amazing. Um, you know, shouts out Daisy and Jasmine, and uh, it was you know it was a lot of fun. And then we left. The, we we had booked this hotel. So um, and this is funny. Got this motel, and um, it was in downtown L.A. It was some some I forget what it was called, uh, but we we find it and it's like it's a it's a like a half address like 38 and a half whatever you know and uh it's it's situated between uh, what was it on one side maybe like a, a smoke shop like a, and then like this uh mexican restaurant that was having like intense like cri- like hardcore uh fundamentalist christian but but in spanish like uh, service going on and so it's like a storefront but they're like in there just having church like like the fucking devil is coming today like this woman's in there just like ah just like like very loudly praying and there's like this stuff you could hear it on the street and and so like that's like where this thing it's basically just like a door right so you just like a walk up um type of thing and so we get there and it's like it's locked you can, like how do we get into this place there's no bell or anything so we go through the information where we booked and scarlet you know is calling the person and they answer and it sounds like they're asleep like that's running this place which you know maybe they were it was like 10 o'clock and then she's like the lady on the phone can't find the reservation she's looking and she's like let me refresh let me it's like taking for fucking ever right um and it's just it's kind of just sus like and then she's finally like okay now i found it under this okay okay so here's what you're going to do. Um, go to the, there's the, the lockbox two and put this code in and take the key and you're in room this. Well, like, okay. So it wasn't the room that like we were assigned on the, the reservation, you know, it was a different number or whatever. Well, that's fine. So we get that going. This has also been like probably a 20 plus minute process of us being out in front of this place. You know, what's the deal? You know, we're basically on the street. This crazy church is happening right next to us. Um, it's, it's insane. So, uh, Scarlett is like, okay, we get the key. She goes in and it's just like stairs that lead up to rooms. I, I flip a bitch on this road that we're on I, uh, with the car to park it across the street where there was some street parking I found. And I get out, I walk across the street, like as Scarlett's like busting out of the door, coming back out onto the street. She's like, absolutely not. We're out of here. And I was like, what? So the room, um, 
these I don't know these are like a, like a studio type of uh, uh, like a, uh, apartment spaces I guess I don't know if people live I don't know what the situation was I didn't I didn't go in I didn't get to see it but Scarlett says she opened the the door that the key they gave her it's like uh, this big bed in there that's like unmade and like you know just shit everywhere like the like it had been slept in and unmade there was wet towels hanging from like the posts on the bed and there was a bunch of like empty liquor bottle like like a party had happened empty cans and bottles and stuff just like whatever and she's like no absolutely not so we uh left on out of there and uh, luckily i was able we were able to, to jump on uh, uh some apps and find um a, a reasonably priced motel room very uh well not 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 too far away maybe 10 more minutes away but it was like, what the hell? You know, just like these are the things on the road. And I wonder, like, I, I was thinking, like, if that would have been me just by myself and I got through that whole rigmarole and then went up with Boney and opened the door and saw that, would I have just been like, yeah, all right, I guess this is where we're at? Maybe. Maybe. But who knows? It was gross. Uh, but we got that all taken care of and got a place to stay. Now, the one thing <clears throat> that uh, about this market was um, – like I said, it was Saturday and Sunday, but you didn't have to do both days. You could, you people could sign up for one one or the other day, or try to get both days. We got both days. The only drawback to a situation like that is when you have to set up and tear down, and then come back the next day and set up again. So it's not like where regular conventions where I go set up on Friday and my shit stays up till Sunday when I leave. So like my 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 setup is pretty easy. I have it down to a to a science as far as like getting it broken down and everything again it was just like the steps but we get um a message uh the next day they've reorganized the way they're doing the floor and the vendors um so they actually closed off the basement and moved everyone up and kind of used more of the floor the setup was very it was it was cool it was very cool um but uh so we got there didn't have to use the stairs this time didn't have to to schlep steps uh so we're right there on the main floor and set up and, and got our shit going and uh and it was awesome it was a a great day a lot of it was um i thought pretty pretty decent traffic coming through uh and again i got to meet mr he one more time she came on through great and that's when i was like you gotta be on my podcast and she was like all right get me on the podcast so i did um got to see all of the pedals and poison set got to see some awesome burlesque performance oh, like this was a really good well done uh, packaged thing, I thought. You know, I thought that the organizers did a great job. There was good entertainment. It wasn't like, uh, also, it wasn't overbearing in the sense that it took away from the vendors and every, you know, it was it was good. It was it was just a, a, a nice balance was struck, I think, uh, between everything. And um, it was another successful day, you know. It, 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 was, it was busy, uh, you know, thanks to everyone that I met, everyone new that I met that came out. Uh, if you're checking out the show that bought books and stuff from me there, hey, thank you so much. That was – it was really cool. Um, and uh, I tried to go down to the green room because I was like, I'm going to smoke a bowl in the green room again. But they had the whole thing closed off. You couldn't even get down to the basement at all. So Sunday didn't work. I had to smoke on the street. But – that's all right too, man, because we were in LA, baby. Um, but yeah, so we had uh, 
it was a it was an awesome awesome gig. It was an awesome show. Uh, shouts out to Jackie and Witches Brew for putting on an excellent event. Of course, we will be back to the next one. I think uh, I think there's some January uh, market. I'm trying to be getting on there, but uh, we'll you know we'll see how that goes. But um, we you know had a great time. We saw friends, sold books, and then it was time to get on out of there and uh, double parked it up like some gorilla style loading and, and just loaded up the truck the, or the car as it were as it were or as it is and uh again cool thing about these la gigs is that we just drive right on home it's you know four hours so it's not that bad and we can just sleep in our beds uh that night uh which is what we did and uh yeah so man the krampus tavern spook easy uh put on by witches brew Excellent event. Uh, thank you for everyone who uh, came out to that. Uh, thanks to all the people who I met and are checking me out through that. And I will be back for sure. All right. Yeah, there we go. That is my recap of the 2022 Krampus Tavern Spookeasy by the Witches Brew. I had a great time, and uh, uh, if you you know are in the LA area and you see some other events put on by the Witches Brew, go check it out. You shan't be disappointed. Thank you guys for joining me for another week. I appreciate you all so much. Don't forget to check out my Patreon, patreon.com slash johnwayneisdead, or just go to johnwayneisdead.com and click that Patreon link. You can check out the rest of the Mr. He episode from this week, plus all of the back episodes and all of the videos and performances that I have on the wall as well. Uh, and all of your uh, support is much appreciated. Hey, check out the Deadline uh, book trailer, the new one that is out there. Share it around. Tell all your friends. And if you have not picked up a copy of Deadline yet, please go to johnwayneisdead.com to the John Wayne is Dead shop and get you one. I will sign it. I will send you some extra art. I appreciate it so much. And if you have it and read it, hey, hop on and give me a review on Amazon or Goodreads. I really very much appreciate that as well. Uh, so, yes, and don't forget, follow me at John Wayne is Dead on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and just my name, John Wayne Communale, on my Facebook. And I appreciate all of you, and I will see you out there, but we'll speak again soon.